0: Is that for an opening? Megala, Come on. Seriously, Megala did an opening. Is that just? Is that just ridiculous? Is that just ridiculous? I can't even. Hey, hello, Welcome to Touch by Prayer. I am so, my goodness, I am just super excited. I can see that people are popping in. I see that we have some messages. McGalifornia. I know he is rocking. If you guys don't know who McGalifornia is, you need to go to AmericanMagnetMusic.com. You can find all of his music. You can also find him on DLive. You can. My goodness. Hey, Audrey, how are you? I'm giving just a few minutes for people to pop on. Um, Usually I have a little bit longer of an opening. We kind of shortened it just a tad, but it has a song. I have a song. How cool is that? I'm so excited. Um, so you can also follow um, Fornia. He is over on Cloud Hub. And if you guys are wondering who I am, my name is Lisa Berna. And uh, this is uh, Touch by Prayer. Some of you might be following me because you've been listening to Crown Chats. And for those of you who don't know, I actually do a broadcast every morning, Monday through Friday, 830 AM Eastern Standard Time. Um, and so if you guys are watching, you guys can watch me over on touchbyprayer.com. We always try to put up the links. If you guys are watching on YouTube, it's Touch by Prayer TV. Make sure that if you haven't already subscribed, that you go over to YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe button, hit the bell, tell people that uh, I'm there because what happens is that you change the algorithms and then more people get to see us. And that's always a a fun thing. Also for those on, um, over on D live, I have some people over on D live. Um, we have, Oh, hello, Tim. Thank you for coming in from Wales. Um <laughs> uh but I have uh D live. Uh so if you go over to Touch by Prayer, you can also go over and you know hit the like button. I'm also on the Fox. That's right, Foxhole. Foxhole is a new platform. If you guys are interested, go over to Foxhole, I think it's dot app. I'm almost positive that's it. But the people over at Foxhole um have been so very incredibly um awesome. And they have blessed me beyond measure. So you definitely want to go over there. It's a new, it's a free thinking um, platform. So you can go over, you can share your stuff and not have to worry about big tech pulling you down. Just saying. Also, same thing with Hub. I have a channel over on CloudHub, channel 131. If you go over and hit the <clears throat> subscribe button, um, you will be notified whenever I go live. Also, if you go right above me is McGalifornia. Right below me is Andrea Joyce. She's 131. He's 130. Also, Julie Lavender is on there. You can find her, but you can also find Greg Harvey and Praying Medic and some so many awesome, wonderful people. So I just wanted to give that. You can also follow me on my socials, which is Instagram and Twitter, all at Touch by Prayer. Welcome to the people who are here from Twitch, just giving a few more minutes. And of course, tonight is Touch by Prayer. Mike, Michael Beatty, come on. Let me just tell you something. It is so cool to have friends who have ridiculous talent. It is very, very cool. Very, very cool. So yes, we are super excited today. Oh my gosh. First of all, okay, how do I begin to to introduce um, Amy? Because she is, well, first of all, um, Amy and I've known each other for we've known each other for quite a long time, and we might even talk about it. And I've had her on Touch by Prayer um, a couple of times. She is ridiculously anointed in the prophetic. And um what's really interesting is that, you know, there is a time in a season for everybody, you know, to sometimes get together. and she kind of flew into my life completely under the radar <laughs> and we we started having conversations and through our conversations we developed a beautiful beautiful friendship and through our friendship we actually developed um something more where god said that you know um that you are going to be like a mother to her and i'm like well, <laughs> lord are you kidding me you know that's just kind of crazy talk but he started to talk to me and he started to give me such a love for Amy. And so I love to promote my um, my family and my friends and especially my children. And so I want you guys to go over to Raw and Real Ministry because she is incredibly, she is so ridiculously prophetic. She will stay on her face, you know, on your face is the best, best place. We talked about that today. Um, and we've had so many conversations. It has been so incredible to journey with her and to see how she has developed it really is so awesome. So without further ado, from Ron Real Ministries, the very, very beautiful Amy Rogers. Hi, baby. Welcome to Touched by Prayer. How are you? All right. I am going to take off the chat overlay so that we can put a little bit of graphics of you. And so for those of you who don't know Amy, go ahead and um and why don't you just tell a little bit about yourself? And by the way, you look beautiful today, but you always look beautiful.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Um, Not a whole lot to tell, I don't think, but. um, Do you see my face? (laughs) I know. um, No, I um, just kind of have been on this, you know, life journey like all of us and um, never really had the idea of ministry. You know, that's always been like, heck no, not going to do that. Um, but through, um, my journey in life, um, the Lord just kind of was like, Hey, this is what I want you to do. And I've kind of always reluctantly done it, but he has my yes. And so that's just kind of where that we're raw and real kind of birth. Um, because I said, Hey, if I'm going to do this thing, it's going to be raw and it's going to be real. I'm not going to do this whole like fluff and stuff, you know, feed you cotton candy kind of junk. Um, I just told the Lord, I'm like, if if I can't do this being me, then I don't want to do it at all. And um, and he just very funnily said, um, that's why. Right. Um, and so that's just kind of a very quick cliff's notes of how Ron Real kind of uh, came about. And um personally I'm married, I have four children, we are in the throes of moving, so I'm like on my little ship shape, shape shift, whatever you call it. <laughs> I'm losing my words. Um, that's okay, studio. Um, so it's been kind of funny um, getting set up for tonight.
0: <laughs> well, that's okay because you know what we love last minute, yes. and um, we always like. Um, it's always great to have prophetic people to um, um to have people in the house who uh, who can step in in a moment's notice. <laughs> Because that's exactly what you did, but yeah. um, because I had somebody who had to cancel and we were going to postpone, so we're so we'll we'll do that, but but you and I've been talking, and we've been we've been pretty much on the um on the same page on so many things, right? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The P word being the top one lately.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So so some of the things that you know what God does is is God speaks to people and through people. And what I love about some of the conversations that Amy and I have had is that we have truly been on the same page. We we get similar visions, we get similar, um, we get similar epiphanies, we're able to to talk about different things with each other. I'm gonna put my glasses back on so I can see what's going on. Um and I can, I can say, listen, I'm seeing this. What do you see? And we're able to talk. And one of the things that I, I love about our relationship is that it's really ironing sharpening iron that that you'll give me something and I'll I'll kind of give you my perspective, which kind of sets you off into another direction. And there are times that you do the same thing. And some of the the things that that God has really placed on me is the importance of who you are positioned with in this season. Who are the people that you are moving with? Because those people are the ones who are going to sharpen you. Those are going to be the ones who are going to start to push you into different directions. They're going to stand with you. They're going to hold up your arms when you feel tired. And especially as you've been shifting through some of the things, and I want to talk about one of the things that you talked about, which was the uh, Queen's Gambit, um, because that was such a powerful word. It was such a powerful word. And I want to kind of bring it into how you see that being played out, because that word was given to you, I think it was in the beginning of this year, if I'm not mistaken. Or was uh, it last actually, year? It was last year, okay. um, the beginning of November Okay. Um, He kind of
1: started talking to me about it um, back in October, I think, and then really just kind of downloaded the word called the King's Gambit. And um, and that's kind of where that started. But I'm telling you, as time is has progressed, I'm you know, I love how he shows us things in stages. I love how he gives us something to just like soak on. And then he's like, okay, that's that's just the first layer. Here's the next one. And here's the next one and it's just such an adventure um, to really sit and listen to his heartbeat um you know over our own personal lives over those that are um you know that we're journeying with and and then of course over the nations um it's such a a humbling honor um to hear things like that um so i'm always you know you know me i'm always like i don't know mama (laughs) What do you think? You know, because it, it it's, it's a heavy weighty thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so what he was sharing with me, um, he kind of just say it, said it was the King's gambit. And I'm like, you're talking to someone who grew up playing checkers, not chess. And, um, and so I just kind of went on this journey to learn, you know, my very elementary um, style of learning how to play chess mm-hmm. as I began to understand what was going on. And, and I felt like he was talking more about, you know, kind of what was going on with our nation here in the States. Um, but the queen on the board was his church and I really felt such a heavy burden and have had a heavy burden for the church for a few years now. Um, he's talked to me a lot about the bride, about his queen and, and it's just so important how he moves his bride on the board. You know, things are taking place on this, you know, chessboard um, in our nation. And what I've noticed that what is going on in the nations, is very parallel to things going on in our personal lives. Right. We're all kind of walking on this journey and it's all moving together. Um, but the queen is really the one that moves anywhere she wants. Right. Anything that um, sh- everywhere she wants to go, she can go. And everyone else has a limited move on the board. And when he gave me the word last year, I think I want to say it was right around our, our presidential election season. Um, and, and I felt like what he was saying about that move, because there is an opening move called the Queen's Gambit. And this opening move is basically just the first initial pawn move—I'm sure it's a specific location on the board—but that pawn is given up for sacrifice, and it's how things are. Um, it, it begins the game, and it starts that ball rolling, and that's kind of what I saw and felt over the election season. I mean, we had seen things, you know, happening before that, but then that opening move really began things as we watched things unfold, you know, in the political arena. But I saw also, you know, things unfolding in the church and how those paralleled. And, um, you know, sometimes people go, oh, you know, victory is ours. And that's true. But sometimes we have to be patient and understand um, times and seasons. And that sometimes that victory isn't instantaneous and we have to watch the game play out. And what I've been hearing just kind of in the spirit over the last month has been kind of we're nearing the end of this chess game where I keep hearing like check, check, checkmate, you know. And and as I've been hearing this, I had a dream a couple of weeks ago. And I'm not a big dreamer, but when I have them, I know they're significant. And and it was just what I would call like a flash of a dream. It was very, very short. And it was like I was seeing the, the world um, on display, like on one side of a coin. OK, and I saw all of this, you know, darkness just kind of moving and doing its own thing. But it was, um, you know, I felt like that righteous anger over everything. Um, but I was also like, this is what we've been uncovering. All of this darkness is exposed over the earth because we as the church have been speaking to it. We've been calling it to be, you know, uncovered. We've been calling for it to be exposed. And that is what I was seeing, even though I was still kind of angry because I was saying, where's the justice? You know, when's this going to get taken care of? And when's this going to get taken care of? You know, and we can say that over our personal lives too, right? Remember, I said they're paralleled. And and so I'm watching this in my dream and I'm feeling all of those things that, you know, I was feeling. And then suddenly I saw this massive hand of the Lord come in and he just flipped it over, just completely overturned it. And that's when I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, do I need to go back to sleep to see what was on the other side of the coin? <laughs> you know. But I was so excited. And, and it was just this joy that just woke me up. And it was like, I just knew, I knew that things were overturning. I knew that justice is coming. And, and I don't know what that looks like, right? I didn't get to see it, but I know it's coming. And, and one thing I've been teaching and talking a lot about is that when we don't see, we need to just trust in all of the amazing unknowns of God and how he wants to display that on the earth. We need to not build boxes around and let him do what he wants to do. And so I just felt like, you know, that's really kind of where we're at right now. I really... I'm really sensing this like urgency um, over things happening in the heavens that are very quickly manifesting here on this earth. And I think we're going to see all of this stuff come to light in a way that we've never seen before. You know, that scripture, you know, what no eye has seen and what no ear has heard. We are about to see and, and hear that, that very thing.
0: Oh, I totally agree with that. And um, I just recently had a dream, like, two days ago, I think, where um, I was, it was like a, a David and a Goliath dream. Because I was approaching this like giant, and as (laughs) I, and as, or, you know, he was, he was like a giant, and he was really tall. He had to be about like nine feet, maybe 10 feet. He was really tall. And I was coming and I was pointing my finger at him, and I was declaring and decreeing everything that the Lord had said that, that almost like when David went, went against the, um, the giant against, uh, Goliath. And he said, you filthy Philistine, you know, because he was mocking God. And so there was this, um, this, this, uh, judgment that was coming upon, upon me towards this individual because of what has been done. And there has, there has been this, um, this shifting where I feel it's been taking place where just a, a few days ago, I heard the Lord say, it's time as if almost like when a baby is about to be born and the, the wife looks over at the husband and goes, uh, honey, it's time. It was that type of thing. And I feel like the water's about to break and things are about to shift and things are about to move. And it's like, you need to get out of the way because the Lord is going to start to do something. He's going to start to do something. So I'm really excited that, um, wow. Okay. so So Tim, um, from Wales said the Holy Spirit showed one of the leaders in a prayer meeting last Wednesday on a Zoom call with the USA, Europe, and Wales, a three-base level chess board, one on top of each other. Come on. I'm come on. And I'm just going to say something that our president said um, he played 3 layer chess. He played 3 layer chess. He was known for that, which was pretty impressive. So I'm just saying. So... <laughs> Yeah. You know, but um and I I agree with that word because God hasn't changed his mind. God is still doing, he's still moving. He he is who he says he is. He protects his promises. He protects his name above all things. He right. protects his name. So, you know, as you and I have been kind of talking and, and been, you know, we've been sharing certain prophetic uh, insight with each other, um, back in, I think it was like, uh, 2018 and we really started to mm-hmm. speak to each other and talk to that, to each other about certain things. And one of the things that I truly felt was that, um, oh my gosh, <laughs> um, why, um, why we were in this uh, place in the first time, you know, like how. Because we f- I felt like God was just going to um, he was going to He was bringing the fear of the Lord. He was bringing the fear of the Lord. So yeah, yeah. so that is um, one of the things that I felt was coming, and I feel that we're on the precipice of it, like coming here is what I truly feel. Yeah, so yeah, so then there's there's that. But um, I think that what God is doing, is, is pretty impressive. I, I'm, I'm excited because I can see, and if I, I was talking to some friends today, and if you look at what has happened, okay? Now, I'm not saying that God caused this stuff, but in this, what has happened to our country and many other countries, we now understand that people can work from home, right? Right? We, we understand that like not a lot of people watch TV anymore. (laughs) Nobody cares about what Hollywood is saying. Not really, not a lot of people really care. So, so if you think about it, that uh, Hollywood has been dismantled and the influence that it's had, people are not watching television as their go-to anymore. They're becoming free thinkers and they're going and looking at stuff for themselves um, they're doing their research, which is really good. So there's all of these things that are happening that you can say, wow, you, you know, a lot of people couldn't go to restaurants. So people started to learn how to cook again. They started to understand the importance of a family meal. So there were all these really beautiful things that transpired out of something that really could have been very, very detrimental. So I kind of, I kind of thought, well, you know what? God was able to take what the enemy meant for our harm and basically use for our good. And I still feel that there is is more good coming. I think that there is so much more good coming and we just haven't even seen it. I think that his goodness will endure forever. I think his one of the scriptures, right? His goodness endures forever. We haven't seen what goodness looks like, and we don't know what endurance looks like. Endurance means not give up, not quit, not back down, but to continue and pursue. That is what endurance is. And so I believe what, what God is doing and what I believe is happening is we're getting um, endurance to run the good race. That's, that's kind of where I'm feeling.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely been awakening the bride, right? Mm-hmm. Us as the church individually and corporately. And um I've I've always said I firmly believe that the Lord uses the plots and plans of the enemy for our benefit. Yeah. And um and he had me share about the pressing. Um I guess it was like a week ago or so. Um but he was talking to me about Job and and I whined and complained to him. I'm like, I don't want to read about Job. That's depressing, you know. <laughs> I don't want to read that story, it's true. but it's true because Job was covered and protected under the under the Lord's hand. Mm-hmm. The enemy could not approach him. The enemy had to ask God permission. That's right. To mess with him, mm-hmm. right, and and in that there were parameters set by God. Right, to what the enemy could and could not do mm-hmm. to Job, mm-hmm. and if we want to look at that very thing right now. The church has needed that pressing from the enemy over the last year plus Mm -hmm. needed that intense pressure from the darkness, because there's something that happens to us when we are pressed by the enemy. There's a great pressing that comes from God. It's the sharpening. It's the commissioning. it's, It's all of those things, the anointing but there's also an anointing in the pressing from the enemy that happens. Mm. And there's an oil that's produced in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. Brought me to Psalm 23. Mm-hmm. Right. And we were talking, and I was talking about what if the feasting table, the Lord has a set at that he's anointing us at is actually set in the Valley of the shadow of death. So good. what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Right. It's much different than sitting in the palace. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a perspective shift that I believe had to happen for the church because the church, the ecclesia, were only supposed to be a governing voice. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until this past year that we actually rose up and began to speak on these mountains that we have shied away from for centuries, right? The church has not been vocal about many things. For a very long time. And that's not how we were ever meant to function. That's not how Jesus and his disciples functioned. And if we're going to walk like that, we have to speak to all of those things. Mm-hmm. And so that pressing from the enemy came with parameters
0: when it came to the church. That's good. And you know, the other thing about pressing, and I talked about this on my broadcast yesterday morning. Um, the pressing also happens in wine. When, when, when grapes are crushed, the first thing that happens is there's a crushing. And then after the crushing comes the pressing. And the pressing is when the juice is extracted from the grapes there's an extraction. In the pressing, there is an extraction, just like with olives. In the pressing, the the juice is released. The the anointing is released. So that's where I feel too. I feel very much so that we are in a pressing right now. I feel that the crushing has come, but I feel that the pressing, the pulling out, the extraction of the things of of the, the body is supposed to do. I think this is what we're doing. And it's like, um, let me pull out of you what the church is supposed to do. You've been thinking that you're supposed to be this way, but I'd like you to start being this way that we're not going back to status quo. We're not going back to, to, to to church as normal churches, church as normal is gone. Like the church is. I hate to say that, but church is dead. It's dead. It died. It got the virus and it died. But what yeah. resurrected in its place was the bride, its kingdom. Now we're starting to come into a kingdom age where we're starting to prepare the bride. We're starting to to get the bride ready. And, and kingdom is very, very different than what religion looks like. You know?
1: Amen. Yeah.
0: What were you going to say, honey?
1: I was just saying, amen.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> and cool. a lot of people you know, they were like, but I want it to go back to the way it was. We've come too far to go back. And there are a lot of people who are believing, well, we're just going to be able to go back to our normal lives. We're going to be able to go back to the way we were. We can never go back to the way we were. Too many people have had their eyes open. Too many people have under, have an understanding that they didn't have prior to what we've gone through. We have been traumatized we, we, and we have been awakened to a new level of intimacy with the father. Because when you start to see things that are starting to question, am I still going to be here? There's only one place that that a believer knows to go. And that is to go into the throne room, knows how to go into the courts, knows how to go to their face or into their secret place. You go to your knees. And there was that beautiful time I want to say it was last year in um, between Passover and uh, and uh, and Easter, where where the entire country was repenting, was searching, was seeking, and and we came to that to that first and second uh, um, Chronicles where it says, "If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and seek my face." and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face then i will see i will hear them and i will heal their land there were things that we that needed to be done in order to do that and i believe that we we've we've done those things and i believe now we're just waiting i'm waiting for the healing i that's what i kind of believe we're in so i think like in this this pressing part it the pressing is just getting the getting out what needs to get out whether it's an infection that we've had, (laughs) maybe it's stuff that we got to get rid of, but it's also, it's also producing something that's going to be used later. That's where, that's kind of where I'm seeing things.
1: Absolutely. I mean, cause I mean, if you've really submitted, um, that's been a big word for me (laughs) last year. That's what he was talking to me about at the beginning of last year. He was like, it's submission. It's Mm -hmm. Mm posture. And, If we have actually like truly embraced that, there is nothing in Egypt
0: that you will want to return to. Oh, come on, that's a good word. That's a really good word. There's nothing there, Mm -hmm. and that's that's the other thing too. I was having um, I was with a a very old friend today, and um, and I was saying to her, you know, when Moses took the the Israelites out of Egypt, God still had to take the Egypt out of the Israelites, and she went. She goes, I always thought that God just wanted them. He was just being strict with them. And I said, no, he was trying to get anything in common that they had with Egypt because Egypt was worshiping false gods and and Egypt was doing all these things. And, and, uh, you know, I said, why do you think that there were a list of things they couldn't do? Because if they were, if you can't do it, it's because there was a possibility you might want to think about doing it because it was something that was common to them because there was a lot of stuff that was common. Well, yeah. I mean, look what they did
1: at Mount Sinai, Sinai, right? Mm -hmm. They're at the base of the mountain. Moses is up there. They're seeing the glory of God at Mm -hmm. the top of this mountain, this cloud, this hovering awesomeness. And what do they do? They take the wealth that was given to them by Egypt and they melt it down into gods. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that, that's the whole thing. They went I back to that Egypt. Yeah, that is what the churches were doing mm-hmm. at the beginning of all this. Mm-hmm. They were taking the wealth that was given to them mm-hmm. and they had created idols that were never meant to be, whether it be their Sunday morning, you know, religious service, mm-hmm. you know, my safe seat in the front row and wrote, you know, <laughs> the, you know yep. the routine, my building, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those were idols that were never meant to be. Nope. Mm-mm. And so we, ha- and, 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 they're waiting and the glory is above them, but the glory can't come. Mm-mm. And, you know, everybody wants to reside in it. But they're not willing to go through what it takes to to receive it. I and then,
0: go ahead. No, I just got to tell you that somebody um, somebody said uh, to me. They said, you know, there are a lot of people who are looking for the glory. They want to be in the glory because once you're in the glory, you don't want to step out of it. You want to you want to stay in it. Yeah. And um and so so today I was praying over a friend and um and when I was praying. When I was praying uh, for him, um, you know, I I said to his wife, I said, do you think I'll let me pray for him? And she's like, yeah, I think so. So so I started praying for him and the glory fell. The glory fell on him and he didn't know what it was. And the way this, the, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I want to describe what he didn't know what to say. He had no words. He said, he felt a peace like he's never felt in his entire life. And he said, and in the same breath, he felt this euphoric feeling that he's never experienced in his life. And he didn't, he didn't quite know how to, he, he just, he just kept looking at me. He kept looking up at me. He's like, I've known you for how long? I've known you for so long. But see, when the glory falls, you don't see these people anymore. Because if we are glory carriers, which we are glory carriers, and when the glory falls, and we know what it looks like, we know what it feels like, you know, and we can walk a person through it. So when they experience it and they don't, know how to articulate it. They don't know how to, to tie it up in a box because God just burst into ways and places that they just never experienced. And so, you know, we're going to have these, these Holy Spirit glory breakout sessions where the, where the presence of God just falls. I mean, it's happening on my broadcast in the mornings. I mean, you've been on my broadcast where it's like, Mama, I don't know what that was like. You know, it's like, you know, it's like yeah. I'm going to my face and it's like being typed out. I'm going to my face and I'm not saying that it has it has absolutely nothing to do with me, but it has to be that there is a, a permission because God is a gentleman. And so if I say to the Lord, invade my broadcast, come on in, you know, the water is good. If I say that to him, and he and I give him an open invitation to do what needs to be done, then he's going to show up and and he's going to do what he needs to do. Because we don't always understand. We don't always get it. We, we We try to kind of figure it out. But it's a really it's hard to do. And I just feel like with with what we're about to experience, I don't think that people have a grid. I don't believe that, that the the church and and believers even have a grid to what is coming. What is coming is, it, right. it, I don't even, I can't articulate it because it's like, it's going to be, it's going to blow people's minds. Cause I just don't think, and I don't believe that, that they're ready for it. I think some are. I do believe somewhere. Yeah. yeah. But The it's majority gonna be, now.
1: Yeah. It's going to be another upper room moment. Yes. Yes. There are those that were willing to wait. Yes. And in expectation. Right. And then there are ones that were like, nah, I got things to do. You know, I'll come back and check in on it later. They missed out. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and I think also there is all of these moments where the glory of God just Crashes in, like mm. on your broadcasts, and and like when you were praying. But there are also moments where His glory is in the midst of all of our gory. And I think sometimes we forget that it's there, that it's ever present, mm. because it's been over sensual sensu- sensu- <laughs> sensitized. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say big words today. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. it's, it's all good. <laughs> Like, it's been yeah. that mm-hmm. <laughs> by, by the old church. Right. That it only comes when we do this. Mm-hmm. It only shows up mm-hmm. here. Mm-mm. And we forget that the truth of it all shows up in the garden mm-hmm. when you're weak. There you go. It does. Mm-hmm. And if we go in to every season of our life expecting him to show up however he needs to show up, mm-hmm. then we won't get caught up in a, a boxed in expectation of what that looks like. Mm, that's good. Right? Yeah. Like we, we can't box him up. Mm-mm. And I think we've all, me, I'm guilty of it a bazillion times, of boxing him up, of how he's going to show up and how he's going to answer this and how he's going to manifest here or there or everywhere. Right. Right. And and we have to just, this is another thing that he's been teaching me. Just remember I'm the God of creation. Mm, That's so good. Right. He's the one that placed all the stars and gave them all names. Could we even fathom that? No. Mm. So when we're functioning and walking in our purpose and all the plans that are within that, and we just let him be God, mm. then his glory shows up in every season and every joyous moment and every sorrowful moment. You know, he's just there all the time and his glory is present. His presence is always there. Mm. And I think sometimes we don't think that he's, we, that we'll see his glory in the midst of our bloody battlefield.
0: Yeah. But he's there. Yeah. That's so good Amy. That's really good. And I I I agree with you 100% when we when we just are I think it's the expectation, you know. I think that really is the biggest thing, you know, like when I pray, I um hey Suzanne, um when I pray, I expect God to show up. When I was praying with my friend's husband today, I I and I said to her, I said, look, we, this this thing has to go. Sorry, just has to go, you know, and there's an expectation, there's a pull. And I believe that it's the same thing like with Jesus. When Jesus was ministering, there was an expectation from people, the woman who had the issue of blood, there was an expectation that she placed that if she touched but the hem of her garment, that the glory The glory was going to heal her because it was the touch that she was going to pull something out. She pulled something out of him. And he said, I felt something come out of me. Who touched me? Because, and that's the whole thing, you know. and, And, you know, here we are on Touched by Prayer. There, there's a reason that it's called touched by prayer. Because when God touches a person, there is something that changes. You do not get changed by religion. You don't get changed by church. You don't get changed by um, by anything other than an encounter. If I but touch him, if I but touch this, if I but, if I but, because there's that time, there's that apprehension of should I go? What do I do? But but God is in the midst, like you were saying. He's, he's in the joy. He's in the he's in the uh, sorrow he's in it all he's in he's in it all and so when we give him that that key to come in to whatever the situation is to do whatever he needs to do and we literally back up and back off and let him be God cuz we don't know what we're doing and we don't know what he's going to do but we give him just that freedom to move and to be and we just become the vessels that just hold the water we're the vessels that just hold the 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 wine that's all we are we're just the vessels and there are so many people who forget that and they think that they're that they um that there are more, but we're just, we're just holding what God has placed inside of us to, to use and to pour out freely. Yeah. Yep. Amen. Amen. You know, and g- I was just going to say that, you know, in this, one of the things that I truly feel um, and I, and this is where I wanted to kind of go with you aim is um, the alignments that are in the assignments Absolutely. That there is an alignment with people's assignments. And there are certain people who are being aligned, and all of a sudden they came out of nowhere, and you're like, how the heck did that person get there? You know, how yes. I didn't even think that they were. How, what? So, so tell me what you're seeing, because I really feel like there, there is something that, that, you know, God has revealed to you, and not.
1: Yeah, and and I think it actually, that revelation came up in a conversation we were having just the other day um, when uh, Aaron and uh, uh, Joshua mm-hmm. and the other eight guys, mm-hmm. they were all sent into the land, right? Mm-hmm. So 10 people, 10 guys were sent into the land with the same mission, mm-hmm. right? They were all given the same instruction. Mm-hmm. Well, two of them came back with vision. Mm-hmm. So good. You know, eight of them came back with fear and intrepidation that was not a holy fear, mm-hmm. right? It was, oh, the enemy's so big, you know. But Joshua and Aaron came back going, This is ours, man. This is our land. This is our promise.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what I'm seeing is is a as a moving forward that the Lord is doing with his with his kids, mm-hmm. that he is unifying even tighter, like knitting tighter together. Mm-hmm those that have that same vision, that same, um, uh, passion, that same, um, submission. Mm -hmm. And it's that submission word that has been so huge. Mm Um, you know, it's obedient to his word. Mm -hmm. It's being obedient. And when we have these like-minded people Mm -hmm. that are linked up with us, we go into an unknown land filled Mm -hmm. with giants and we're like, ha ha, it's ours. You know, I don't care about the enemies. It was the promise. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so what, that's what I'm seeing. And so I I always kind of um, look at relationships like a, like a dartboard, you know, he gives us the bullseye people. Mm -hmm. There are just a few people that fit there. That's your inner circle. Everyone else is somewhere on the board outside of that. That's so good. And he's tightening up your inner circle people. Because these are going to be, you know, like the world says, my ride or die, right? These are your people that will cheer the loudest for you, mm-hmm. that will weep alongside of you, that will tell you you're acting a fool when you're acting a fool, right? They are there through it all. And he is clarifying those people to all of us. Mm-hmm. So that when we step forward tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? Because each day is, is a new adventure. When we step forward, we know who he has put with us. Mm -hmm. There's no questioning is this person gonna stab me in the back? Is this person gonna out all the skeletons in my closet? (laughs) You know, all of those things. Mm -hmm. He's clarifying and he's unifying. And I just feel like, you know, there are a lot of people that are still kind of in process, and that's a beautiful thing. But then there's also like this remnant of people that have been running hard with the vision for a long time, Mm -hmm. you know, like you and I were saying earlier, we've had this vision for a few years now Mm -hmm. and it's this, I don't know what that looks like, but I'm, I'm in, Mm -hmm. I'm in, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever that looks like I'm in Mm -hmm. and and we've just been running further and further. Um, but in that process, he's melted us together, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and we, and we've been melted together with, with a really incredible group of people and, um, and I just see, I just see a lot of, um, clarity over relationships and a purifying over relationships where maybe there's relationships that need some repentance. And then they are like, okay, we're good to go. Mm -hmm. Not going to do that again. And here we, you know, here we run. I love that. Yeah. But I think submission, um, is a real key because, you know, when we're talking about kingdom, you know, there's a hierarchy in kingdom, there's a relational, um, Thing with kingdom, you know, we've got our friendships and, you know, just like a family, you know, like with the mother daughter relationship with, with God, our father, or, or just God, our creator, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all of these relational things require submission mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's a holiness to it, mm-hmm. not in an abusive way. It's in a loving way. Mm-hmm. And you can't step into these things if you're carrying offense over correction. Right. And, um, and you can't be the victim of everything. So you've got to, you know, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. And I I just, that's really kind of what I was, I was feeling um, over some, some folks for tonight is just that finishing touch of healing that needs to come maybe to your heart Um, Because there have been abusive people in your lives that you had willingly submitted to, but they took advantage of you, Um, you know, abused you, you know, religiously or, you know, emotionally, verbally, whatever. Um, And it's prevented you from stepping into and submitting in a biblical relationship Mm. in that kingdom hierarchy. That not only expands you, it fills you, and it launches you. Mm-hmm. And because when you don't have that, okay. you're stuck in this cycle
0: of frustration. Absolutely, and I will tell you, for me personally, um, having spiritual—I have a couple spiritual fathers, and I have a couple spiritual mothers. But it, it was really interesting because I thought you know, well, maybe I really don't need them. And what I've come to understand is that the spiritual fathers help me with my destiny. They they can see the, the destiny. Because the Lord well the Lord said to me, he said is that your father, the blessing of a father, gives you your destiny. Because the father speaks over the child. This is what you're going to do. And may God give you this. And it's about the future. That's what the father does. But the mother's blessing gives you your identity. It tells you who you are, who you're called to be. And so if you don't have those two things, if you don't know who you are, and if you don't know where you're going, then you ain't going nowhere. And so, you know, a lot of people will say, I don't need that. But the reality is that God created that <laughs> because he wouldn't have started the father's blessing. If you look at the Jewish lineage that the, that at the bar mitzvahs, at the bat mitzvahs, that there are blessings that are bestowed upon the children by both the father and the mother, that there is something in that Jewish community that helps them to move and these children become extremely successful because they have been blessed. And there are so many people who never receive a blessing. I'm just saying. And so when you have the spiritual parents, you have the spiritual mother, the spiritual father, it's not a control thing. It's a blessing thing. Because as, as I pray for my spiritual children, I pray in a different, there's a different position that I take. And when we start to understand that witness. We, we pray for people. We pray in different places, but people try to pray in the same place and you can't. So I position myself as a parent and it, cha- it changes things. It shifts things. So I, don't, I wanted to kind of throw it back to you because I want you to kind of talk about since, since everything has shifted for you and the people that you're running with, like what has it done for you personally?
1: Well, it's definitely um, solidified more of the identity that I thought I had, mm-hmm. you know, like I had a lot of questions. Um, but, you know, before I, you know, before you and I were kind of introduced, you know, the Lord had really had to walk me through a lot of healing, I came out of a lot of stuff. And, and so I had those wounds, and, you know, I was bleeding all over the place. And, um, you know, and the Lord had to work with me on that, you know, I had to get rid of that orphan spirit and, you know, all that stuff. Cause I had actually spoken that over myself mm-hmm. um, when my mom had passed. And, um, because I really, in a sense, lost both my parents at the same time. And, and I really struggled with that. And, you know, but the Lord had me on this journey. He walked me through this healing. And when the time was right is when he began to just kind of sprinkle people into my life to kind of tie up some of that residual healing that needed to happen. And then, you know, he connected me with Lisa and and we began to just like cultivate this relationship. And, and I just felt like this draw to her, you know, my spirit felt this draw to her, but I will say at the same time, I was very hesitant, you know, because I'm like, eh, I don't know, (laughs) you know, but the Lord told Lisa, you know, um, that, that I was going to be, you know, like a spiritual daughter to her. And, and we were both like, eh, <laughs> you know? because neither one of us were like clamoring for those relationships. We were like, Lord, just bring me whatever you have for me in this season. Right. And, and so he was already working with me on the things that he was calling me to. You know, I had run from my calling for a very, very long time because I didn't understand it. And I didn't know who I was. And once he clarified that for me, he began to have me just kind of step out in in these things, just like kind of putting my toe in the water. But as he connected me with Lisa, I felt more um, uh, emboldened, and and I had that that um, encouragement, and I had that covering. You know, my mother was a, a massive intercessor, and and when she you know passed on, it was just. I mean, I knew her prayers still lingered, but it still felt like there was that, that comfortable, that blanket, that comfortable, you know, baby blanket kind of thing that that I held onto, it was just like gone. Right. And so when Lisa came in and, and we both realized that this was the Lord was doing, and we came into an agreement with it, we came into an agreement with, let's just let things unfold the way the Lord wants it to unfold we didn't try to make it something that it wasn't you know we, we we're friends and 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 the way she prays over me pulls out more of that purpose you know she's pulling things out of me that sometimes i see and a lot of times i don't and that's the purpose of a parent is to see that purpose within you and and with the spiritual father you know they they bless you and they speak that life into you and and again they pull more stuff out and, and when you come into that relationship, you know, it, underneath that covering, there's a safety there and there's an accountability there. We have to remain accountable. And again, I'm, I'm going to be harping on this, so forgive me. It's a submission and it's not an authoritarian kind of thing. It's a, it's, a, it's a Jesus thing. You know, if, you, if we want to really dial it out here, you know, Jesus is God, right? He was God. And what he did was he chose to submit to the the wrappings of the flesh. And when he did that, he showed us how we can function within the shell of our flesh with all power and all authority and obedience to the voice of the Father. It's a submission. And he showed us how to walk, you know, being submissive is not like, you know, sheepish and lowly or anything like that. It's being obedient to that heavenly hierarchy. And when we're doing that in spirit, it should show up that way in flesh here on this earth, right? Because if we're spirits, we make heaven manifest on this earth. And so when we do that, we walk as Jesus walked. We come into relationship as Jesus came into relationship. He was in submission to his mother. Lisa talked about that with the the wedding. He was in submission to his mother, but he was also in submission and obedience to the father's voice. He didn't say anything that the father didn't say. He didn't do anything that the father didn't give him permission to do. Submission. And in that you function, it, it, it it emboldens you, it empowers you, And it expands you beyond what you are capable of doing on your own. I could do, you know, the writing and the, you know, the, the broadcast and all that stuff. But I believe that I was hitting a ceiling that I needed covering to remove. I needed that spiritual and relational covering in order to allow that ceiling to become my floor to move on to the next level. Right. And in order to have that, I had the, the healing that had to come so that I wouldn't get offended in correction. And then it just it expanded me in, in the revelation that the Lord has had had for me.
0: But I had to have that covering and that accountability. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, you know, the other thing, too, is that God is about families. And so you didn't just get me. You kind of got some others, too. <laughs> I got a whole, crew. you got a, you got a whole family, you got a yeah. whole family. And that's, that is what kingdom looks like kingdom. And is I desperately family. needed it. Yeah. You know, my
1: heart was aching. I had these, these holes that were left by my parents, you know, cause both of them are, are gone, you know, and, and my siblings are, you know, scattered all over the United States. You know, I didn't have that. And the Lord is like, okay, you're ready now. You know, because that was a fear of mine. I wanted to be a good daughter. I wanted to be a good friend. Because in my brokenness, I was not
0: Mm.
1: okay. Mm -hmm. So I understood my humanity. I understood my weaknesses, Mm -hmm. and I didn't want those to carry over or to taint this God-given relationship. Mm -hmm. So I did it very slowly and with a lot of intrepidation. Mm -hmm. Right? It wasn't. (laughs) And it wasn't until, you know, we, we were face to face with each other in the same room that it was like, bam. Yeah.
0: And and, you know, it's so funny because when you were, when you were talking about it, you know, when God tells me, you know, that's going to be your kid, I go, no, it's not. And, and he says, (laughs) (laughs) and he says, yes, it is. And I go, no. And he says, Yes. And the funny thing is I said, she has a mother and she's fine. And, and so I was talking to you like a few days later and you're like, yeah, my mom passed away. And I was like, Oh, God. cause he told me, he said, no, she doesn't. I said, yes, she doesn't. No. So, but, but this is the, this is the thing. The Lord said to me, he said, Lisa, he goes, just like you don't pick your natural children, you don't pick your spiritual children. I do. And so we can kick and scream and we can say, no, you know, but it, but the reason that they're in your life, the reason that like, I have like, I kicked and screamed up Michael Fram a little bit. I love Michael Fram. Who's my, um, he's my uh, apostle, but he's also my spiritual father. And so I joke with him because Michael and I have been really, we've been friends, we've been friends, but I can see him as a spiritual father because he knows how to father me. But, Because I have a relationship with my brother, my older brother, who's like a father to me. It wasn't a weird thing for me. It was an easy transition. But once I let him like start to do that, but like I said, I kicked and screamed a little bit. But once I let him do that, it was like, okay. And same with like, you know, I have Mama Karen and I have Mama Margie, you know, and I have, I have these incredible women in my life who, who love me. They don't sit there and teach me stuff. They don't like, the, you know, people are like, you know, I think the misconception about um, what family looks like in kingdom is very misunderstood because it's been taught that when I am going to be your spiritual mother that I'm going to be over you and I'm, you're going to have to come to me whenever you want to do something. And that might be how religion does it, but that's not how kingdom does it. It's not,
1: it's not a pyramid. It's no it's fluid. Mm-hmm. It's fluid mm-hmm. because it, it, it's, it's like a well, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You draw from it, mm-hmm. but you also are given the opportunity to pour into it. That's it. A- That's it. And and that's that's a lot like what I see, you know, as as Lisa and and my relationship. We have these back and forth conversations where, you know, she's really pouring into me, but then the Lord gives me something to to pour back. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a reciprocating relationship. It's not a pyramid where she's lording over me and going, I you need to do this and you need to run that by me before you put it out there. I mean, it's not right. that at all. That's religion and that's man.
0: Mm-hmm. That's man-made crap. Mm-hmm. That's
1: not God.
0: Yep. And that's, that's not, God. and you know, the other thing too, when I start to um, think about what it looks like, like what, um, you know, what that relationship of a, of a, a, a spiritual parent looks like, I'm going to say spiritual parent because, you know, they're, and here. in But what does it look like? And so when I asked the Lord, and I when he said to me that I was going to be a mother to many, I'm like, I can't, (laughs) you know, Lord, they know so much more than me. They know so much more than me. What can I teach them? And he said, I don't want you to teach them. I want you to love them. That's all I want you to do. And so I love my children. I love all my children. Whoever is brought to me, and God says, this is who this is who I brought you. I love them. And it's a supernatural love. It's, it's not a love that I can, it, it's not something that I can make or, or make up, but it, it's a supernatural way that I feel about my children um, and that, and it doesn't go away. <laughs> you know, cause I, I, you know, they, they could piss you off and they can say, I don't want you anymore. And you go, okay, but it's, but you don't stop the love. It's just like a natural child. Cause I love my children and I pray for my children the way I pray for my, or my two children that I gave birth to. There is no difference. There is that, there is that love that I care about. And there are times and seasons that I pray for different children because God says, I need you to pray for them because they're going through something. And so I have to be there. And there are times that just like an adult child, you don't have to be on top of them when they're adults, when they're babies, you do. So when you're starting a new relationship, you want to be there. But then as they grow and they trust you and you've built something, you don't have to be all over them. You can just let them kind of be, you know, and that's like, that's the maturity. And I think in the very beginning, I didn't understand that because I was trying to like, hold on to them. Like they were like a newborn, you know, because you're so protective, you're protective is what it is. And, um, and so, you know, God had to, to kind of work with me through that so that I could have these, these incredible cause they keep coming, but you know, but they're going to come for you. They're going to come for you, Amy, because you're a good mother. You're a good natural mother. But you also are going to start to teach and you're going to start to mother other people. And that's what kingdom does. So as you get poured into, you're going to start pouring out to. And then yeah. as they, it's just like with the disciples, Jesus taught the disciples. Then the disciples became the apostles. What are apostles? Yeah. Mothers and fathers. Then they got more disciples. They got more kids. And they raised them up and they taught them and then they became the apostles. And guess what they got? More disciples, more children. <laughs> God doesn't do anything that isn't natural. He just does it supernatural. That's all. Yeah. Well, the love is
1: the lesson, really.
0: Mm, that's good. You know,
1: the love is what you're learning out of. Because what it what the, the motherly or fatherly love, when it's you know that pure thing it will come in and teach and fill the areas in, in the kids lives. Right. Mm-hmm. So the love from, from Lisa came in and filled areas that I needed filled and healed things that I needed healed. And, and it's not the same for the next person that love pours in and, and deals with whatever, you know what I mean? It, it, it just, it changes and it's individualized. It's a fingerprint. And, and that's that heavenly funnel, Mm, right? That's good. God love, he pours through us the funnels, whatever we receive, we pour back out and whatever we pour back out, it, it goes on to everybody else, but it goes on to them because as an individual, Mm. because they are uniquely chosen to hear or receive that very thing. Mm -hmm. So I sharing something to 10 people Mm -hmm. and wait those 10 people see here or feel whatever is being shared, it's going to fit onto them exactly what the Lord wants to fit onto them. That's so good. Right. And, and that's how we continue to, we bring people along mm-hmm. on this journey and, and we're constantly, you know, giving back and pouring in, you know, and, and pouring out and pouring in and, and we just bring each other along. Right. Cause if, if I'm not walking in my purpose fully, mm-hmm. And everyone else around me, because we're so closely knit, they're not getting to walk in theirs either. Right. Because we are all family, whether, whether you know me or not, I love you because you're God's kids, right? I don't have to know you to love
0: you. Mm-hmm. Right. That's so good.
1: And, and, and that is the crux of what we are needing to stand on and, and speak out of in this moment we have a lot of parentless people in in many generations. I'm saying this generation like I don't care how old you are. We are this generation that is alive and breathing on earth right now. I don't care if you're Gen Z to, you know, that matter. Boomers, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yep, yep, yep. You're this generation chosen for this set time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and we need to be, you know, functioning and helping each other you know, move forward mm-hmm. and, and allowing that, that love to be our, our, um, our, the footrest, basically like what we're
0: standing on because out of that comes everything else. Absolutely. So, you know, as we're moving, you know, and we're moving really as, uh, as family, we're moving as family. And so, oh, Tony, we love Tony. Got to stop and give Tony props because yes. we love Tony. We yes. love Tony. We need to get Tony back on Touch by Prayer. Um, yes, we do. Tony <laughs> came to a daddy's girl, and she actually did two of them with us. And we were so blessed by her. So maybe we can get her to come back. Yeah. Um. And, you know, so when we start to look at what family looks like, you know, we we have these different – parts we have we have the the mother part we have the, the sister part we have the daughter part but we also have an aunt part we have an auntie part because we're all a part of the family and there are things that you can say to your mother that you can't say to an aunt and there are things that you can't say to your you know and then there are things that you want to say to your aunt that you can't say to your mother. That there are purposes in everything and there are times that we feel like we're, we're sisters, but yet we feel like we're, you know, there's these different things. So it's not that our roles change. It's just that the dynamics change based on the situation because there are times that a mother and a daughter can be the best of friends. There are times that a father and a daughter can be the best of friends, but then there's that time where the father has to step in and to give the guidance and to give the direction. There are times that the mother has to give the comfort and the support. So what we're supposed to do in kingdom is be all those things, just like Jesus and the father and the Holy Spirit are those things because Jesus, Jesus is our brother and he's our friend, but he's also our husband and we have God, the father right? But we also have the nurturing part of God. We have the, the mothering part of God, the Holy Spirit, which is the comforter, which is the mothering part. So we have the dynamics in the Trinity that we can go to the father, we can go to the son, we can go to the mother, we can go to all of these different parts. And each of those parts is going to feed a different part, but it doesn't change who God is. God is one, but he is able to be those different things to us, to minister to, to us in these different places. When we start to see that, the, that that's what family and kingdom looks like, that you can minister to these different places and you can be those things to each other without having to say, this is the only thing that I'm going to be to you. No, that's, that's not who God is. So why would yeah. we be like that? And you know what? Even as you're an, a, a parent, I'm a parent, but I still have relationship with my daughter, my son, where I am their friend. I'm still their parent. I'm still their mother. And there are certain things that I don't allow, but I'd like to go into that friendship. I'd like to have a better relationship where I'm not the, the overlord over them. I want to just be with them. And I think that's that's where it's starting to shift. And as these relationships are moving into the the kingdom age, I, I think that new things are are coming.
1: Yeah. Well, and you know, you don't have to step into every interaction going, oh gosh, what do I need to be for this person? <laughs> exactly. You know, what, what do they need? What do they need? Yeah. I mean, sometimes our spirit has us, has us ask those questions, but you need to just like kind of like rest and know that he will mantle you for the moment. Mm, that's good. You know, whatever he's going to have you function as, whatever he's going to have you speak into, he's already got you mantled for that moment for mm-hmm. that person. You yeah. don't have to worry about, yep. no, oh, I need to do this. I need to say this. Yep. I need to do, you know, you don't have to. No, And, tr- like, and you, don't so to. you don't want to. You don't want to.
0: No, because then it's, it's, it's phony. Yep. It's not pure. Yep. Yep. And that's you know? that's the that's the whole thing. So let me let me just ask you a question. Like, what are some of the things that that you're seeing like the the kingdom shift? Like we talked about the relationships and because I really want to go back into like your assignment and your alignment. You're that you're aligned with certain people. So because you know, you you run not just with me and with with our people are family. Cause I kind of feel like we're like the family, but you also run in different tribes where you're, where you're different. So when my question to you is like, how do you decide, or how do you feel the Holy spirit leads you into getting into the proper alignment so that you can go and do your assignment?
1: Um, honestly, I just, um, because I'm not, I'm not the kind of person that is out there, like trying to do things on my own. I'm just really like, Lord, what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. Do you want me to, you know, partner up with this person? Or, you know, I mean, it may sound silly to some people, but I'm like, do you want me to do this broadcast with this person? You know, because to me, I steward my words. I weigh my words. I feel like if, if I'm supposed to be speaking, there's supposed to be purpose to it. I'm not just like a a talking head. Right. And so I, I just, I try to, um, I, I really just asked the Lord, like, what did you want me to do? Mm. You know, sometimes it's just doing a broadcast with one person, one time and whatever he gave me, I just trust that, you know, that was a message for that moment mm-hmm. in that season. And then, you know, it may never ever happen again. Um, I just think, we it's, it's part of that. Um, I think discernment is another key for this season is, and, and when you are with your family, if they see you kind of running off and doing this or that or the other, and I don't know, I'm not just talking ministry. I'm talking about just life in general. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, if they see you going, why are you doing that? Like, why are you hanging with that person? What did they say? You know, cause, cause I've had those conversations with Lisa. She's like, Oh really? you're going to do that? And I'm like, yeah, I was thinking about it. Why? (laughs) (laughs) And if you can't answer it, then you need to be praying about it more. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But but it's a real, you know, like Lisa said earlier, it's a sharpening iron um, relationship. And, and so when you get more sharp, you're not like running in head first into every opportunity that comes your way, you know? Because you're weighing what the Lord's put on you, you're you're discerning where you're supposed to be. You know, I mean, look at Jesus. I mean, he went back to his birthplace. You know, he went back to Nazareth, and those people would not receive him. And I mean, they tried to sh- like shove him off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. they didn't want to hear his voice. Yeah, and so you know, I, I've been in I'm, I've been in a season where I've lived in my Nazareth. Mm-hmm. Nobody that I've known sees me as who God has created me to be. They only see me for some old season way back when. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord will open up doors and opportunities for you, for people who want to hear what he's given you. And I have seen more of those things be revealed post being joined up with family because now I'm not going at it alone. Now I have a a, a covering and a protection. I have a sounding board, right? I don't, I'm not surrounding, I'm not surrounded by, um, yes, men, you know, if you do that, well, yes, you're right off the cliff. (laughs) And, and it's, it's so important. And I just, I mean, it, it just feels like such a natural movement for me right now. Um, that it's hard to kind of like articulate it. You know what I mean? Um, But you do, you do see um, that tent peg being stretched Mm -hmm. because as it's getting stretched Mm -hmm. and these, these things are being laid out in front of you, it's increasingly uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't like being on camera, you know, But she's i so anointed with, to do it. I still struggle with insecurity. I'm yeah. gonna be real. Achieve, I yeah. still struggle with it. Mm-hmm. But when I give God my yes, then He's gonna put me in places mm-hmm. where my flesh can't go. Boom. And so when you've got your family saying, You need to do this, you are supposed to do this, you are this, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, Lisa's been calling me something for a while. And I'm like, "Eh," you know, we got to, we got to take
0: care of that. We got to take care of that. We got to take care of that. I know the cost, you know, and I'm willing to pay the cost. Yeah. But you know, I think, I think it's going to, but what, but what happens is, uh, look, I'm itching. When, um, when it, (laughs) when it happens, when when that happens, when that transition happens, it's going to open up the whole new uh, playing field for you. Because what God, what God is, this what he establishes in the spiritual realm, when we pull it down and bring it on earth and establish it on earth, everything in the spirit, now they become, you get leveled up. So, the, yeah. Right. What was my ceiling yeah. Becomes is now the
1: floor. Explore. Exactly. Yeah. And that will continue to happen in every season. Mm-hmm. And my, my bullseye people, mm-hmm. Mama Lisa- are going to level up with me. Heck yeah. I get to level up with them. Mm-hmm. It's not a competition no. thing. It's not a I'm higher than you process thing. It's like this is the next step in my journey. Right. Right. This is the next step in the plans within my purpose that I could not reach without my family. Mm-hmm. Without this covering. Mm-hmm. I would just keep hitting a ceiling if I did not have it. Yep.
0: And I would end up frustrated. And alone and isolated. Mm-hmm. And the other thing too is with family. You can go to your family and you can say, "This is what I'm believing. Would you guys come into agreement and pray with me?" Because you have prophetic voices. You know, we're a very prophetic family. Just saying, <laughs> we're a very prophetic yeah. family. You know, and and we can, and we have seers and we have people who know how to pray. We know how to, you know, we know how to 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 get to the answers. And so. What we do is like we put out, you know, that family call. Hey, you know, X, Y, and Z is happening. Can you please pray for me? Can you please pray for me? And, you know, or, and then, and then we start to pray. We start to pray. And then each person is able to contribute and do what they need to do in praying. And we're starting to see as we have come together, what I have seen since we've come together, I have seen massive, massive breakthroughs not even just for you but for like for Debbie. for Debbie I mean you know Debbie's a part of our family you know and and you know there have been so many things that have happened and shifting and changing and but we're still family we're still family and I think that that is the difference I think that you know what Daddy's girl has brought together let no man put asunder <laughs> 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 you know because <laughs> Because really there was something that happens at these daddy girl conferences. And I'm not trying to to promote daddy's girl, but I'm just saying that there is something that happens there that unifies us, that brings us into this beautiful relationship where we can now look to each other and to depend on each other.
1: Yeah. And I mean, and I'm, and I'm looking just my own personal stuff. I've been pushing and praying and pushing and praying and fasting and all these things. For four years, maybe even five, for my family to relocate back home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, things have shifted dramatically over the last year, mm-hmm. and not only am I in the midst of relocating back home now, woohoo! Um, Debbie's relocating. That's right. Um, and then what? Two, three others are locate- they, relocating. They're moved, yeah, they are all moving and shifting mm-hmm. and that is just like it's it all falls under the perfect timing of god yep he always meant for us to relocate at this moment of time but he was waiting for everything to yep. We together yep you know because yep. there's purpose in this group and it, and there's a ripple effect that happens from us individually and us as a family mm it's a multiple ripple effect. Mm-hmm. And it changes everybody. Mm-hmm. It shifts everybody's trajectory, mm-hmm. right? And and it's it's people known and unknown. Mm-hmm. That's just how God works. Right. He's so multi purposed, multifaceted, multi-generational. We'll never know mm-hmm. what the ripple effect of us moving forward in this moment of time
0: does down the road. That's so good. Um, it's just that powerful. Okay, so you you brought something up in, in the kind of in the beginning when we started to talk and you said that you felt that there were people who were hurt and disappointed and had some church wounds. And and so um, would you pray for those people and just see like what Papa wants to do? Because he just brought that back to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, let's do that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Whew. Oh, Father, we just thank you. We just thank you for this time. We thank you for the revelation and we thank you for the relationships. And I just want to speak to those hurting hearts in your name, Jesus, that you just come in and blow in a fresh revelation over them, healing the wounds that others may have created, that they lo- that they drop the offense and allow your forgiveness to pour in, allow your love to pour in. Those that are feeling alone know you are not alone. No, you are not alone. The Lord is going to bring you those kingdom connections. You're listening to Lisa and I talk and and you're just going, oh God, I want that. God, I need that. I'm so lonely right now in this season. And I just want to encourage you that you're not lonely in this season because the Lord is sitting right next to you and he's speaking to you and teaching you how to hear his voice and to receive his arms to to wrap around you. Just let him hold you in this moment and let him bring and breathe that healing over you. And when you receive that, then he will bring you that person or those people that will come in and, and, and encompass and encircle you And be that finishing touch that just feels like this breath of fresh air into your life. That you are stepping out of your lonely season. You're stepping out of your pit, your prison, um, and into your palace. Whatever that looks like for you, it will not look as it does right now. He is moving and shifting things over you. He's bringing healing to your body to your mind, and to your heart. And there you will walk forward into the best possible version of yourself that you will then be a blessing to others as they are a blessing to you. You will feel his arms around you. You will literally feel and see his fingerprints on your body because you are marked for this moment of time. Mm. Yeah. I just really felt like someone was just really feeling like, um, like an orphan and, and I can, I can absolutely relate to that because I felt that so deeply, um, over myself when I lost my parents and it, it is suffocating and it is difficult, but right now you're listening to this for a moment of time, for a reason. You either stumbled on this, someone shared it, you're watching the replay. God has a perfect timing on things and he's pursuing you to tell you, you are not alone, that you are marked and you are purposed for this set time. And he has something so valuable set within you that you know there's something more you are to be doing. You're not quite sure how to go about it, but I promise you, he's going to be speaking to you about it, and he's going to bring somebody into your life that's going to see it too, and they're going to help pull that out, and you're going to find this new life that just bubbles up out of you. That is your spirit that is going to take over this fleshly blah junk that's been trying to overtake you, this yuck that you've just kind of felt slimed in is going to submit to the spirit that is bubbling up out of you, your purpose, what you were created to do. So just keep asking those questions. I don't know who that's for, but you just keep asking those questions of God. You're asking, who am I? Why am I here? What do you have for me to do? I don't feel like there's anything special about me. I'm here to tell you, you're breathing. You have something special about you that i'm waiting to see i am sitting on the edge of my seat waiting to see what god has coming from you and everybody around you is on the edge of their seat awaiting to hear what the lord has from you coming you know from you i just really felt like i needed to speak that that, that new life is breathing in and over you right now in this moment of time that you are going to lay your head to sleep tonight and he's going to invade your dreams and show you where to start. Mm.
0: So good. See? Yeah. Yes. Amen. See what I'm telling you? See? She's meant to be doing broadcasts. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Well, thank you, Lord. So good. Thank you. So good. I knew, I knew that there was something. <laughs> I knew that there was something. Do you see anything else? Is there anything else you want to say? I just, um, whew, I know. I'm just I, well, I knew that, that was coming, but go ahead. <laughs> I, yeah, I felt coming. it before. I'm like, uh-oh, let me get tissues.
1: Go ahead. It always comes. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm just feeling the, the healing over hearts mm-hmm. tonight, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, because we're all meant to be connected mm-hmm. and we're all meant to be You know, around people where our purpose Mm -hmm. and our destinies are pulled out and ignited. Mm, So good. You know, I knew to a small degree what the Lord was calling me into, but I needed the fire starters around me.
0: Mm, That's good. I needed someone
1: to light it on fire. Mm -hmm. And when that happened, things just shifted within me. It shifted. And I just know that people are so um, ready to see things in their natural reality. They're ready to see things shift. Like we're all in this moment of time where I'm just ready to see things shift. Like I want to wake up tomorrow and it does not look the way it did today. Mm. And I believe that we are in that moment of time where we're going to see these things rapidly shift and what used to take
0: people 10 years to go from point a to point b it will happen in a moment yep i agree with that and i think that just like you said the igniters i i think that there are like you said fire starters you yeah. know i think there are people who are fire starters and what they do is they burn a little fire they light a little flame they start a little fuse and then there comes a big boom because there is an explosion at the end of it and God is ready to use his children. And so it's going to take that person in your life. It's going to be the people in your circle. Um, I think that like for, for me personally, I can see that crown chats has given me another family, which is so, which is so sweet because crown chats is, um, is really going to be a part of daddy's girl. That that the two of them kind of go together because it's about identity and it's about purpose. And so, as like God is is feeding the children and saying to the children, "Come alongside." It's it's okay to be a part of the family. You don't have to do this ro- alone anymore. Because I think that that lone um, lone ranger, you know, even though it said he was a lone ranger, he still had Tonto. I'm just saying, he never really was Not. alone. Nope, never. You know, he said it was Lone Ranger. Well, no, he really wasn't. He had Tonto. They just didn't count him. (laughs) But everybody, look, everything that happens when Jesus sent the disciples out, he sent them in twos. He had families. They were together. If you've been watching The Chosen, which I love, but if you've been watching The Chosen, you've been seeing that it is family. They're building a family. They have the women who are cooking the meals. They have the brothers who are getting the stuff out. They are building a family. Jesus had a family. He had his mother who came alongside, but he also brought the sons and the daughters. So this is, um, yeah, it, it's just like one of those things. Could, I just came in right before you started talking about the message about not being alone. Yep, that's it. God does not want us to be alone. It, you know, the, the orphans, there is a place of adoption. That's right yep. with Jesus. He wants to adopt us. We are part of the family. You know, if you are a believer in Christ, you are part of the family you've been grafted in, but there are tribes. And I always say like, I'm very, um, I I have different tribes. I have different people that I go to, but I have a home base. I have my home base. I know where my home base is. My home base is expanding a little bit, but I still say that, you know, but like when I went to Periscope, I got a Periscope family. I got a Periscope family. When I went to Crown Chats, I now have a Crown Chat family. I, I have my daddy's girl family. And then I, have, then I have my kids. I have my spiritual kids. And I have sons and daughters, not just daughters. I have sons too, you know. And, but, and I love them. And I pray for them. I pray for them because I love them. And it's, it's something that I think God is doing. I think that it's something that God is doing. So
1: when I think some of these fire starters coming into some of your lives um, over the next probably week or so, maybe month, I'm just, I'm seeing just the short timeline, um, but I'm seeing some of these fire starters more or less kind of being like the burning bush. Mm, that's good. It was just, you know, it's something just out of the norm, mm-hmm. out of the blue, mm-hmm. in an unexpected place. Mom. What that fiery bush was, A, it was miraculous, mm-hmm. right? but B, it was commissioning. Mm, that's so it good. It reminding Moses of who he was and it set him on a mission. And I think that there are some people that are going to be coming into some of your lives that are going to do just that. And you're just going to be like, oh no, I don't, I don't think I can do that. But then here comes Aaron. Mm. Okay. So just receive that and, and talk to the Lord about it. Like, what do you have for me? Because I think he's just like, Got all of these amazing people and gifts that he's just like, oh, I can't wait to connect these people. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, I can't
1: wait. I just, I just feel this excitement in the spirit over what is about to take place because it all happens here before it happens here, but there's such a, an open heaven right now that Mm -hmm. it just is instantaneous. I agree. And, um, you know, because we, we're being called to step out and, and to, and to do these things. Um, because when Lisa's doing her thing, I'm doing my thing and you're doing your thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, man, what a, what a massive wave.
0: Um, of heaven is going to hit this earth. Absolutely. And one of the other things too, is I promote you, you promote me, we promote Tony, whoever writes something, I write it, I share it. We promote Debbie, whatever's going on. We try to promote, I promote Greg, I promote California. That's what we do. It's not competition. Kingdom isn't competition. No, uh, there's no room for it. Right. You know, it's like, look, I'm not building a medium. I'm part of the kingdom. Come on. just Exactly. Right? Exactly that's it forget my name and forget my face Heck yeah! well no let's put it this way I want them to remember this face I want them to remember this face because I want them to see Jesus in everything that I do
1: that well I mean you know that's what I meant but
0: <laughs> some people are like put me in the spotlight. no, no it's not about that I want that's, them to no. remember me because I want them to say oh my gosh that woman she was talking about Jesus I remember about Jesus and Jesus and Jesus and Jesus yeah, yeah that's yeah. all that's all. But no, please, honestly. Yeah. If, if you're I, remembering the name, please let it be associated. Yeah, let it be associated with Jesus. Like, <laughs> Jesus or Papa. I'll be very happy with either one. Oh, yeah. That's either my one. daddy's girl. She's someone who called God daddy. Yeah, I remember her. Good. Yep. That means that yep. I made an impression.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. You left a fingerprint.
0: That's it. Well, I'm telling you, I left a fingerprint on somebody today. <laughs> yeah, <you didn't. laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. God did. God did. God did. He left a fingerprint. I was like, what? Get out. So yeah, yeah. when I prayed for somebody, they, they actually left a fingerprint. So on, on, the person that I prayed for and, uh, and God sends me hearts all the time. Like all I've been, Amy, I've been getting so many hearts. It's like, no, <laughs> did you see the picture that I hey, sent you when I was, wait, wait, so did I send you, face. did I show you the one under my eye? I was putting a concealer on. No, and I, I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> seriously. I'm like, all it. right, now it's getting ridiculous now because I'm not doing it. Like I'm not really? doing it, but I, it was in eggs. I had it in my eggs. Um, so I'll be, I'll be sharing it at my telegram chat. Yeah. But um, would you mind praying everybody out? Because I'm actually heading over to a uh, coffee with Sandra
1: Yes, absolutely. And uh,
0: Coffee with Sandra, let me just give you guys, if you guys are interested in going over there, Coffee with Sandra, hold on one second, she's over on Cloud Hub on channel 128, and she's going to be on at 10 o'clock, so she's going to be on very shortly. Um, And she uh, also is on DLive, Coffee with Sandra. So if you guys want to come over and follow me over there, that would be a lot of, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have yeah. a lot of fun because last yeah, time yeah. I was on the show with her, we started to talk about tongues. And she's like, you know what? I really don't. I, I just kind of, I feel a little uncomfortable. I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm <gonna get> it. <laughs> really? Oh, let's let's talk about that, shall we? And I started to go, boom, 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 boom. And she's like, well, you gave me some stuff to think about right now, Lisa. <laughs> so, so, you know, she's going to be a tongue talker before you know it. That's right. So That's it's right. gonna be fun. Okay. So one go ahead and pray everybody up.
1: Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this night. We thank you for the wisdom and the revelation that you gave us. We thank you for your healing. We thank you for your love. And we thank you for everyone that you are connecting to us and to others. Um, we just we just thank you. Yeah. We just thank you yeah. and we praise you. You are good in all things, in the pressing and in the praising, Lord. Yeah. We just thank you. And I speak a blessing over everyone tonight That as they go out, as they go to sleep, that they encounter you in a new and fresh way so that they can fully step into everything that you have for them, that they can receive all the gifts that you have for them in Jesus name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. I love you. I love you. Okay, if you guys are interested in getting in touch with uh, Amy, you can go over to rawandrealministries.com. She's been writing. She's been on Elijah List. She's been on on Spirit Fuel. She's going to be doing more stuff. She just doesn't know it yet, but she's going to be doing more stuff. So you want to go over to her website. I think that she also might have a link if you want to bless her a little bit because you know what? A blessing goes a long way. So uh, I'm going to say goodbye to you. So hang tight. I'm going to say to you off air but love you. All right. I'm, I'm just going to say this. Okay, guys. So thank you guys so much for, for listening. Wasn't Listen, she fantastic? She is so fantastic. I love her so very much and she's so gifted and so anointed. Um, Just uh, in case you guys don't know, we have a daddy's girl coming to Coleman, Alabama. If you guys are interested, you can go to my website, find out some more information, touchbyprayer.com. Again, you can also check out Crown Chats every morning at 8 30. You can find me here on YouTube, on DLive and whatever platform that you can. So thank you guys so much for for tuning in. Uh, Thank you and have an awesome night. And don't forget to go out and touch someone. Good night.